And that's how we start. <clears throat> so that's it, huh? Some sound effects. Was that me just... Yeah. And then I like stuttered and just kind of kept rolling with it. That's how we do. Yeah, for sure. Jim, it's just like I said, Jimmy Jim. It's like I said, just stop sucking so much. Cause you suck, Jimmy. Hey everyone, so guess the fuck what's up? I got Jarman in here, and I imagine we're gonna go through some rabbit holes. No, we're, we're gonna try not, we're gonna not veer into a rabbit hole. I don't know why you said that. I was kind of looking forward to it. Usually I can't help it anyway, so that's... Right? Yeah, it'll probably happen. But we're going to kick it off with talking about our creative like process, and I want to hear kind of what, what you do a lot when... I just mentioned this right before I hit the record button, so I'm just going to say it again. It's like whatever you like hit like the wall and you can't come up with something, and if you have like... Do you ever have time constraints? Like other shit going on? Um, Kind of, but like... Like, I need to get this done in a certain amount of time. Yeah, so people will reference, like, being under pressure and, like, oh, yeah, you turn a piece of coal into a diamond under pressure. Right, right. So, I don't know. Do you... So, I have not ever experienced, up until the last probably two years, a time constraint when it comes to the creative part of music. I would always enjoy sitting down and I could take however long I wanted, a short period of time, long period of time, whatever, and get something creative done because there was nobody breathing down my neck. Nobody was telling me unlike what you do where you have a commission and they're like this is a creative piece but i have a deadline Mm -hmm. you know uh for me it was you write songs at whatever pace i don't work for a label so nobody was telling me you need nine songs by the end of the year yada yada however what's changed is i've reached out into recording other musicians recently in my little studio right and opened it up so i can share the gear i've collected and uh, some of the knowledge that i have recording other musicians locally but when that happens like I had a, a local artist come in recently and recorded some acoustic stuff and he goes, okay, that's all I've got. I, I really want some drums, some bass, some whatever, and I'm just giving you free reign. And I'm like, okay, cool. Which, <laughs> it, which is great because I enjoy that, uh, but there lies the constraint because now I have the pressure of like, man, I don't want to take too long. I don't mm-hmm. want to like, you know, I don't feel so lax about it because it's somebody else's project, you know, but... Uh, up until then, no, man. I, I usually take my time, even though things would happen pretty quickly. Like once I sit down and write, right. it might happen quickly. Uh, but I never hold myself accountable that way uh, until recently because I kind of have to. If there's money involved, you feel the inclination to like motivate. You know, you oh, gotta, definitely. And yeah. I work for myself, so it's like I need to take two hours this day to do only this. I need to take an hour this day to do only that, and I don't even always make that goal. So <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, it just happens, <laughs> man. Yeah, which one do you like better? Like, obviously, they each have their perks and cons, but I guess right now in this moment, do you enjoy having a deadline? Because I do sometimes. Yes-ish. It, I really enjoy a <laughs> deadline if it is a definitive deadline. Like, I don't like... Say I'm working on a project with someone, they're like, oh, I want to release this in the winter time," And you're like, all right then. Like, that's <laughs> that's cool, but, like, the beginning of it, the end of it, you got a month in mind. Like, it, because I almost need that. If this is due yeah. Tuesday, all right, cool. I'll motivate myself. Like, I have no other option. It's due Tuesday. Um, but if it's the winter time or something then it's kind of vague and i'm like i'll just do it tomorrow i got until the winter time you know so (laughs) i do feel that yeah i I enjoy uh lighting a fire under my ass so to speak i like that because i can do good work that way i can see what i'm uh capable of consistently Mm -hmm. you know what i mean and kind of know where i've got the bar set for myself creatively but i don't know i i definitely cherish the time freedom when it comes to my own songwriting. Like I, I cherish the ability to take a year and a half on an album if I choose or whatever. Right. You know, because I discover new things that way rather than just knowing where I'm at or where that bar is. And 
Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. And I feel like with an album, when you like wait that long amount of time, everything that you've created in the beginning is also like still up for grabs. And for like a watercolor artist like me, I can't do that. Like once I finish a painting, like the more I paint on it, like the darker it gets. So you can't like undo what you've already done. So I right. can't go back and just like, well, let me just switch some shit up. True. Um, but I guess oil painters can probably do that because it's paint right the fuck on top. That's but different. whatever. I do like the fact that if you found like some like crazy fucking sound that you just really enjoyed, like you can still like work Slip on it in there. Yeah. Right. That's pretty neat. I do enjoy, I enjoy that on the production side of things, being able to like, oh, I had this idea. I'm going to come back to a session I had from weeks ago or whatever and just add it in there. But, um, uh, I'm really not one of those people with my own songwriting who revisits and polishes and does any of that. Like I really enjoy, I keep saying really, just <laughs> sitting down and almost auto writing something and then learning to trust it without my ego needing to go back into it and m manipulate it how I want it to be. Wow. I've, ha I've had those songs uh, and I find myself doing things like, oh, I think this word is better because it's more popular or this word would work better because it's more emotional or whatever uh but overall i i prefer challenging myself to trust what comes out of the pen initially you know sometimes you do have to revisit like where you've left off or a gap that you may have or mm -hmm. like say a, you write some verses in a chorus and two weeks later you're like i really do need a bridge to kind of break this up and you can put that there but i don't go back and change words if i can help it i don't go back and change phrasing or any of that stuff because mm -hmm. that's how i learn from my subconscious as it it emerges for me you know shit man that's deep kind of or it's channeling or whatever yeah <laughs> it's, it's a well I, I mean i like that a lot better than why i don't ever go back to paintings why don't you go back to paintings usually i just get too lazy mm. it's like oh god I already spent so much time on this. I'm not even sure if this is going to make it look any better. It's like this bird still needs a beak, but it could just be beakless. <laughs> like, <laughs> just, if I just smudge this, it's done. It's a new thing. <laughs> just like write a whole description in there. Like, do you remember that episode when Daffy Duck got shot with a shotgun and his beak fell off? Yeah, like, this, this, is, this is what I was doing here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but this is a hummingbird. It's the same thing. <laughs> it's the same. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just... There's always a point in a painting for me where I'm just like, all right, fuck this, I'm done. I just, I just don't want to do it anymore. Same with a song. I mean, I've got books full of, of songs that you can tell I started strong and then I got bored with it or something and maybe never finished it. Some of them are very short, like a, just a verse, and I was like, oh, I lack motivation <laughs> or inspiration all of a sudden. You know, hey, look, a squirrel. I'm going to do something different. Those are the thing, the detriments to not having that time constraint. You know what I mean? Because Definitely. you you allow yourself to put the pencil down, so to speak, or to put the guitar down and do something else. Um, when you do have a time constraint, you're like, nah, nah, I got to keep with this. And good things happen when you do. Um, but I have several, several unfinished projects. And in fact, I have a book of poetry you know about because you did the cover art for yeah. it. It still has not been published just because of sheer uh, lack of motivation, you know, for organizing all the crap and putting it in an order i mean i hate to make a set list let alone 133 poems was well, it that's a tall order <clears throat> yeah but it doesn't have to be it's tall because i said so and so i got intimidated by my own criteria and i'm like ah that's too much <laughs> says you you know like <laughs> no that's great art's fun uh, it can be for sure and it also can be pretty daunting i think sometimes yeah Especially with the social media and the pressure of like posting shit. I have not been too hot at that lately, for sure. The last year or so, I have been a social media recluse and like publicly masochistic by like, hey, I did this. Nope, I'm going to take it back. None of you will see it anymore. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just what it's truly happening. So, it's you know. mine. Yeah, it's, it's weird. I try to keep music up there. Like, I'm, I'm really bad about posting and then revoking something hmm. but i do my best not to let myself do that to my music i'm like okay music can mean more to people than meets the eye like there could be people listening to these songs that might enjoy them for reasons i don't understand for me to take it away is very selfish and you know 
but mostly just selfish you know? mm -hmm. so i try to leave the art up there but other shit like my opinions i'll be like the world is blah 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 and then i'll leave it there for five minutes like never mind <laughs> come back. yeah come back thought i'm not ready to talk to people about this <laughs> i don't need to talk to people about that it's amazing hey, hey, that's know. a much better perspective it's true people are willing to hear things in music that they wouldn't otherwise speak about in person and so sometimes i can say what i need to in a song or in a poem and get to people get to people's hearts directly Whereas if we're in person, there are too many opinions flying and everyone has the right to speak. And, mm -hmm. you know, it, with music, of course, you still got the right to speak, but you more so have the right not to listen to it. You can just go, I don't like this content. I'm going to move away and move on right. to something different. Uh, you know, I wouldn't, I try to, I don't know. I don't revoke my music, even though my thoughts are there. I only revoke the quick, the quick stuff that's very e ego driven or opinionated and, you know. I don't say I blame you at all for that. Yeah, I mean it's not always healthy. But it's it, very strange. Like you had a good point with like when you're you're talking to people, it's like they're encouraged to say like something, and so they're like, "Oh well, do I have some thoughts?" Yeah, <laughs> or you end up debating, which is kind of taking both parties further from from the point. Yeah, you know? um, with music again, you just you can listen. You go, "I really don't agree with this," or there's nothing even to agree or disagree to it's just sounds or something you know yeah it's tricky it's like uh, ninja mm -hmm. meanings sneaking their way in there art is the same way visual art is very much the same way i mean you look at art that carries a heavy emotional content that you it upon seeing it you feel what the artist might be trying to convey but they didn't say a word necessarily you know and there's a certain brilliance to that and an art to that because that artist could have been just infuriated, like throwing shit at a wall and art comes together and then they publish it and people are like, wow, this really makes me contemplate the, the raid of society. And you're like, okay, yeah, whatever. But <laughs> just a bunch of red and, you know. I like that we both envisioned red for that. That's what it was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but that, you have Hectic. a good point. There have been many times where you just, you see that one painting or something, you just stare at it. You don't know why. Like, oh, shit, it got me. Like, I don't even have words for what got me. It's just, I feel a way now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? The message is received. Well, my message that I apparently wanted to see is received. I would love to be able to do that with instrumental music, but I'm not skilled enough to have the different voicings. Like, I can play rhythm guitar fairly well and things like that. And what I can't do with, uh, I don't know what the right word for it is, improvisation or lead I do with lyric and vocal so I make up my balance that way but I've always been intrigued by people who can just tell you all kinds of things and ideals without saying a word just playing their instrument mm -hmm. and make you feel all that stuff just like the artwork with no words or um, I definitely feel that with classical music but that's a wide range of instruments and things it's true but it all comes together for like a greater emotional value uh and that can happen. It's not just classical music. Any instrumental music can do that. Right. But to only have that and not rely at all on words, that's a really cool skill, I think. There's a couple yeah. people around town that can do that, and they just play instrumental music for their live shows. And Really? It's awesome. It's super cool. I don't know these people. Even like Keith Miller. You ever heard of Keith Miller? No? I feel like I should. So he is a really delightful acoustic guitarist, and he plays finger style. So... When I use the word voicings, he's able to do things with, uh, like the treble side of the guitar that just, he could cover a song that everyone knows and not speak the lyrics. He'll play the melody on the guitar and it'll sing like what? it sings the part. Does that make sense? Uh, I really envy musicians that can do that. And well, that uh, just sounds like magic. It is kind of magic, but it's, uh, it's also real graceful. He's, Damn. it's cool, man. That is that's got to be wild to watch. When I watch him, it's just such a nice moment. I'm like, man, he has earned this through experience and wisdom and just letting go. Like, there's something he's not even thinking. I feel like holy it's shit, just beauty. that's like a whole new level. It is, and so sometimes when I play my music, I feel very forced. Like, uh, hmm. you know, I'm trying real hard to make sure you know what I'm conveying. Uh, kind of miss the mark with that too. I mean, unless that's your thing. I don't really get that from your songs. Not like you needed me to tell you that, but... Well, I mean, that's a good thing. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, imagine you're playing at a show and you have something on your mind and 
it's no time to talk to the audience about the thing you have on your mind. So you're going to try oh. to use your song choice to convey this thing. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Never thought about that either. Yeah. And it's in real time. So it's not like the visual art where you have the thing and you're like, you figure it out in your own time, you know? Yeah. It's in real time and you're in front of people and either you're going to make your point or you're going to look like a fool. Fuck. I don't know. There's a lot of pressure. It's all self-inflicted. It's like a very... <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, yeah. It seems very... What's the word I'm looking for? Intimate. Because, I mean, you're just seeing, like... For the people that are, like, paying attention enough to be reacting in a way at the oh, same yeah. time that you are expressing what's weighing on you. It's like a moment you've well, created. Well, some people get it. Like it's it's amazing that while I haven't played huge crowds, I've played intimate crowds of maybe 50 people to 20 people somewhere in there this that ballpark and you can play and you see a lot of people on their phone doing their own thing and uh, some people chat and doing their own thing, which are which is a good sign because they're comfortable enough not to leave and they're comfortable enough to do things that or within whatever they do. I don't know. You always catch someone, though, who's, like, looking at you. They're totally entranced in what you're doing. And it's not about you. It's about the moment they're having, like, intelligently or whatever's going on in their mind. Uh, so there have been a, t a couple times where I've had, like, a true uh, emotional connection with someone via air with just with just moving the air, playing the songs, playing music and speaking words and something about the vibration of the moment captivates someone. Hmm. So that's very real. And that can happen um, where you could tell like, oh, wow, what, I'm singing a sad song about that time that my heart was broken or whatever. And this person here is obviously going through something similar and is having one of those like, oh, everything is perfectly timed moments with my music. Does that make sense? Yeah. That's, that's super cool. And that's a treat. I bet so. Uh, and is also, again, very pressure oriented because then you're like, what if the next thing I say is wrong? <laughs> like, what if I lead them astray? Like, what? <laughs> um, try to let go of all that th that stuff, though. Oh, man. That's exactly what I would have thought if I were in that situation. Are you looking at the... What is that box? What is that thing? With the microphone on it? It is a microphone. Yeah. It says okay. Lyra AKG. Is it cool? I haven't played with it yet, so... It looks beautiful. Karis let me borrow it. That's something that um, she's... Nice. Borrowing or something, and she's like, hey, play with this. And I was like, all right. AKG Lyra. I yeah. think it goes straight to a USB, so it's like a old-school, like, square-looking microphone, and it just plugs right into the computer, which is nice, because the one thing I was talking about earlier was sometimes I don't have all of this set up. Sure. Like maybe I could just plug that right into the computer and I don't even have to think about it. That would be very it. easy for, yeah, like on the go. Like say you bring your laptop somewhere and you just plug it in. It looks really cool. It does look really cool. I was wondering if it was going to catch your eye. Yeah. Well, yeah. that and the wands behind it. But yeah. <laughs> so I went to Potter World for the first time. I, Holy shit, yeah, did yeah, yeah. you? So we went, uh, we went to Florida month and a half ago maybe two months ago yeah and went to it's, it's adventure islands of adventure or outside of universal studios or it's kind of both sure I, man i don't know whatever so i don't anyway, that's like weird parks i can never keep them together dude it's beautiful Let's it's like go. you turn a corner you're coming through like the jurassic world mm, yeah. place and uh if it wasn't blisteringly hot outside i would have believed all the fake snow on the, the roofs of those houses and stuff man <laughs> it was definitely captivating and uh we went into the, the candy store and we went into the wand shop and all that stuff and um that was really really neat did you go into we went into hogwarts we went into that whole which by the way i'm sitting there in the line of hogwarts which is obviously a castle based on a book that's in the middle of uh, a theme park but i'm wondering how the fuck it's made out of stone how is this a big giant snow it's like an actual castle be albeit a fake castle right it's a castle it's amazing it exists it's right there it's so cool yeah it was definitely cool and they like have it so like perched up on that cliff side so well it's it's pretty cool like if that if that theme park failed which it won't but if it ever failed and that was an abandoned thing it would just be a castle <laughs> dude good so, point yeah just man take out the railings yeah it's like, not fake this is our dining hall it doesn't seem like fake stone it seems incredibly complicated to build oh yeah yeah i was very impressed when we went we went like we hit it super early we're talking like 
we were waiting for them to open the doors to Harry Potter World for us to be able to go in. Like, before the sun came up. Wow. Within, like, maybe one of seven families. So, we went straight to the Hogwarts because uh, my stepbrother has already been there. He's like, the line gets crazy immediately. We, that's the first thing we have to hit. So, we're like, deal, let's do it. So happy we got there so fast, right? Where I was like, this is the best. We beat everybody. Except everyone is behind you. And they're like, get the fuck to the front of the line. Jump on that ride and get out of my way. You're like, oh, oh fuck. Man. Like, half the fun of the Hogwarts ride is standing in line and going through the castle. <laughs> and every time you would stop, like, oh, wow, that's amazing. There was, like, literally, like, people stopping and staring at you. Like, like move. Oh, We're ready. Lord, Florida, calm down. Well, see, I went during a, a pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So we went, and it was extreme. Like, <laughs> like, dude, we stopped by Kennedy Space Center while we were in that general area on the way on the way to. And uh, there seriously must have been 25 people in the entire park. Like, 25 people. We're walking around, and it's almost like the glitter and gold of of the theme park was totally diminished it was strange Mm. um now islands of adventure wasn't quite so severe there were definitely a lot of people there but each line i don't think we waited any longer than 25 minutes in any line uh wow that's amazing it's amazing and at the very end i i wanted to do the hulk on the way out that was a pain that took like an hour and a half we stood in line because uh they kept having they were trying to figure out the pandemic thing so they're spacing people out on the cart Mm -hmm. and so the line moved half as fast then they tried to add an additional cart i don't know it was just a mess so that took for forever and then was fun for five seconds good ride though yeah it is good definitely and i did all the cool things for sure while i was there but all that because we were talking about wands i noticed your wands oh dude that's fantastic so you didn't go into the other harry potter park you didn't ride the train no we could not okay because it was a it was a closed we just couldn't we didn't have the availability it was all closed up and yeah so certain things were closed in fact uh when you walk through potter world like the shop Ollivander's shop or whatever was closed and they had a cart out front Mm. so you couldn't it was real weird that was my first experience being in a world filled with masks because South Carolina at that time was not so severe and so I went to Florida and I was like what we gotta wear a mask outside at this theme park in the heat the whole time like were they selling new masks do they have those yet maybe they did Hmm. But uh, they weren't like an, as abundant enough for me to be like, oh my god, a Superman mask or you know, right? It wasn't like that. Which they probably have now. Absolutely have that now. The investment has been made. Yeah. It's a part of our society. <laughs> but yeah, so that was really cool to to see how well they built Potter World. It was like beautiful. Oh, it was an amazing it, job. Yeah, really captivates you as artwork. Mm-hmm. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, did you get frozen butter beer? Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. That's good. So good. It's, I can practically taste it right now. It's too sweet, actually, but it was very good. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things you're like, this is a treat. Literally, yeah. I will never eat this again. Yeah. Well, once every, like, five years when I go what, back. What is it? I mean, is it? it's cream soda and... Bro, I have no idea. There's... I think there's legitimately like some kind of like butter like butterscotchy mixture in there or something like that. That makes sense. If you look yeah. up a homemade recipe... It looks fucking wild, in my hmm. opinion. Because I remember trying to make it, and it's like, oh, absolutely not. <laughs> I missed the mark. Yeah. It's not going to be me, sir. Yeah, my uh, my girlfriend definitely made sure I tried that. So she was like, you have to have butter beer. <laughs> Did she go yeah. all demonic? <laughs> oh, no, she was like, you have to have butter beer. It was like her main thing. She's like, we're getting postcards from the owl thing, and, yeah. we're, getting, and we're getting butter beer. I was like, Dude, okay. the owl section was so cool. Very cool. Oh, man. And you sit under... Uh, we were under wherever the picnic table area was. There were like owls up in the, mm-hmm. the mechanical owls up in the thing. I wish I could finish the sentence, but you guys hopefully will understand what I mean. No, they're all dumb. They're not going to figure it out. <laughs> you sure know your listener base, don't you? I do. Uh, I do. Yeah, yeah. They're not the brightest bunch, but I love them. <laughs> they're the best. I love you, dummies. Yeah. <laughs> um, Dude, I've been meaning to go back, and I have like this giant grandiose like vision of going to a uh one of the resorts there and it's like all right this is how much it's gonna cost and 
I'm going to get like a group of friends and everyone's going to throw a bunch of money in and I'll just handle everything like a travel guy. Minus the fact that like I'm not going to hold your hand like you have to go on this ride down. It's like, yeah, whenever we go to the park, just fucking go to the park. Right. Um, but then COVID happened. I know I just convinced Richard and them who has been the biggest obstacle because it's not like an adventure adventure. So you're spending a lot of money on like a theme park. And it's, sure, it's sure. hard to get a guy who just goes in the woods down and, the Edisto in six days. Yeah. And does not spend any money. He just buys the shit he needs for that canoe trip. And yeah. Goes, yeah. And fancy camera stuff. That's about it. So it was hard. To, and he finally did. And we're talking about years wanting to do this yeah and then all of a sudden this happened i was like well god fucking damn it there's no goddamn way we're going now is that's it? right that's right even if you decide to go convincing everybody else is not oh it's Are... not going to be the same it's going to feel so weird i bet the resort's probably just like super weird and barren i mean it was definitely fun we had fun and we also had kids with us so they made sure to, to amp it up and make it a little more fun for everyone but right you know uh it wasn't what it like you said part of being at a theme park standing in line and that's part of like you go up just enough to see the next thing that they have set up in the line mm-hmm. area we just zoomed past everything so we almost missed out on a couple things i guess yeah uh, no i wasn't trying to say it was a bad time no i know that i mean it's... it isn't <laughs> yeah i guess you, you got it, me there it wasn't the full the full thing i guess because right. of the state of things and everyone's married wearing a mask and had to stay literally six foot apart from one another and uh it was almost militant the my first uh impressions of it were that it were was sort of militant that's exactly what i was just thinking when you're like everyone had to stand a certain distance so like even though we're told to do that yeah i mean without opening of course that can of worms like it is the way it is and when we went at that time things had just been maybe a month into the COVID thing so everyone was kind of really on, on razor blades and mm-hmm. we're like nobody knows what the fuck's happening we're just gonna play it safe we have millions of dollars in our resort everyone stay the fuck away from one another <laughs> like wear a dang mask um, that's, that's just how it was man you know hey, you stay the fuck away yeah. you wear a dang mask yeah though. Keep the damn ones at home. We don't. We just want the dang ones here. No, well, both. They're both for sale. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good turn. I like that. Oh my god, it's great. Just talking. Yeah, it's annoying that that it's still so prevalent. If I have an opinion and I do because I'm a person, I think that it will be and it will continue. I think that there has been so much money invested into this change that it is the way that it is you know i I hope i hope good things come and that things slow down the fear you know severely decelerates i hope those things but i do think that the apprehension is here to stay the wearing a mask the staying a little distant from people you don't know I think that those things are going to continue. Mm. And when, when I go to a place that I, I see they've invested so much money in placards and signs and uh, everything else to just let you know the new way, I just don't see every company in America, in the world spending a day taking all that down. They're like, oh, okay, it's over now. Like, I, I don't see how that could happen. Yeah, I feel like we would have too much like shell shock almost. Like, I know they said we're okay, but don't you fucking touch me. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, even if some announcement were made that, like, the perfect announcement, everything's perfect and going back to normal, the boogeyman is gone now, right? You still are going to have people who are severely apprehensive. You're Mm going to have people with immune diseases who are like, well, it still makes sense for me not to go anywhere, you know? Right. Who who knows? I fully expect a mass thing to go in the opposite direction. You think it'll go away? No, I think we're just going to start covering up more of our face. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Wait, and seriously? I do. I, well, I don't know about covering our, more of our face. I was but like, I, why not? We're already halfway covering our face. We just continue yeah. going the whole way and just have our eyes pop out through a little mask. and then. Well, you know, I, I like to joke that uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero from Mortal Kombat totally were ahead of the game. Like, they had it figured out. We're all walking around. Nobody knows who's a ninja anymore. <laughs> That's how I'm going to rob somebody. You would think so, but you don't hear very many stories of people taking advantage of that, do you? It's because most people aren't working, so no one has any money. 
Like, oh, I'm not robbing you. You're not making shit either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. Uh, you probably got COVID all in your house. I ain't going in there. <laughs> this is spreading your COVID everywhere. What is this? That is how you protect your house. Don't worry about like ADT or anything like that. Just put up a big sign. It's like, hey, we have COVID here. Uh, like, <laughs> nobody is breaking into your house. Yeah, fuck that shit. Like, we're not cleaning anything. <laughs> Just sit out on your front lawn, like coughing on everything. <laughs> it's the worst visual. <laughs> what a world. Uh, oh my god, the entire neighborhood would quarantine the fuck out of your house. You just wake up one morning, and there's a giant like plastic bubble around your house. <laughs> just like, God, oh, this totally backfired. Yeah, I think I do think the masks are here to stay, and I think that there are enough quote unquote logical reasons for it to stay. Like that may mm-hmm. supersede COVID, even if COVID went away and was was okay. There are going to be people who are like, well, it's still healthier realistically. If we do this, we're limiting the spread of this and that. And mm. um, but then yeah. you got the opposite. Who were like, that's causing this and that. And oh God, I know. I just don't know. I think my legitimate expectation is that it'll be more of like a seasonal thing. So like when the flu starts kicking back up or like in your area, they're like, oh, hey, guess what? There's a mono break going on. Put on your mask. And I'm like, okay, thanks, guys. Well, I mean, that could be, that could, I don't want to say that could be cool. It's not cool, but that could be reasonable. Reasonable, right? Reasonable. Yeah. I'll accept that. That's That makes sense. Yeah. There's not too many people that will bitch about it, but... But yeah, people in like Asian communities generally put masks on when they're like coughing a bunch or feeling sick. Like this is part of like it has what been you for see. a long time. Yeah. Now it has changed. My understanding now in, in a lot of those countries is that the mandate thing is very heavy. Mm-hmm. So like the, the so I recently went to New Mexico and that was my first experience with the mandate, like hundred dollar ma- uh, hundred dollar mask fine outdoors. So if you're outdoors in a public space and do not have a mask, it's a $100 fine. And it, that's just the way that it is. And mm-hmm. I respect and understand. And, you know, I did the thing. But it hurt my heart a little and shocked me where I was like, okay, let me go ahead and assess and get myself used to what's happening here because it's just what's happening. And um, it's crazy to think that we would, that that's what time it is. Yeah, you know that that's where we're at as a society is, and and not only that that people are willing to kind of narc on you if you're not participating. It's funny you say that. There's a picture that I saw. It was one of the like in history on this day or whatever. Except it was referencing 1918, the last time we had a pandemic, mm. the influenza. It was a picture of like cops looking at this fucking piece of paper that they got, some order from. I don't know if it was a federal order or if it was just like state order or something, but they were in California and it was letting all the cops know that a second wave has hit and that they are like saying like they have to find people if they're not wearing a mask Hmm. and that there was vigilante groups that would go around looking for people that were not wearing masks and they would like basically bring them in and have them like find or arrested or some shit. What a duality, huh? Yeah, like holy fuck! Almost a hundred years later. Curious details of things you didn't ever learn in school. Yeah, you know? I don't think I've ever heard of that. No, I've never heard of that. But and neither have I heard of a time where people were required to wear a mask at all. Yeah, nineteen eighteen. Wow. Wow. Right. That's intense, actually. We just had to clean off the earth a little bit. So let me ask you a question. Have Has COVID slowed down your creative process at all? Like, have you been, obviously you do have a time restraint. You're, you're hired to do certain things, but mm-hmm. as far as the, the Caleb art, you still doing your thing? And um, Actually, I don't think this has anything to do with COVID. I feel like it'd be way more, like it'd be definitely bigger if COVID was not happening. But uh, because public works, the local art center is opened right. up. They got shut down like a month after opening because of COVID. So now that things are like slow, like you can wear like face masks and you can go out and you can like engage with people and that's okay. So they open back up. And so I have upcoming exhibits. So as it goes with like personal artwork, this is like my top notch. Nice. It's never been better. Heck yeah. It just happens to also coincide with COVID. Sure. 
And, you know, I mentioned to you that I've had fewer gigs, but that the ones that I've had have been, like, awesome, both remuneratively, getting tips and things like that, or just having people there. I've been so surprised at how many people have shown up to gigs, unless there's an ordinance mandate. Like, Mm -hmm. I played at the Tin Roof, and they're very apprehensive, so they limited how many people could come in. But the places that are not doing that for reasons that are their choice uh, <laughs> have been full. Like, I have played to some damn good crowds recently. Nice. Yeah. And so, it while it did make a huge impact on the music industry, I also think it's just changed it. It's like a new chapter. Something new is happening. I uh, see that. Yeah. So, you got an exhibit. That's awesome. Oh, I'm part of an exhibit. So it's not like my own personal one. Uh, the upcoming one is a Spark Invitational. So I think something they'll do annually. Mm-hmm. And they invite certain guests to create pieces based upon a theme. And then they're also, because they have an East and West gallery, on one of the gallery sides is going to be a community uh, submissions. So they have the same theme and they can submit something. And then That's cool. So you, you kind of have like... These are the artists that we invited to make artwork. And over here, you can see how the community created their own artwork. And there's some really neat pieces. The theme is water. That's a good theme. So I have like four pieces up. Heck yeah. I think there's like a big official, like, come see it and talk to the artist party day thing on the 15th of October. Cool. I think that's the day. I, I'm definitely an artist. I don't check my emails as much as I should. I feel you. Yeah. But it is very exciting. Like, that was probably, like, the first four, and the one previous before that was a community exhibit, and I submitted something for that as well. So those five total, probably, like, the first five that I've created, created to say what I wanted it to say, and I could do whatever I wanted, and it wasn't. Well, we haven't, you've almost been waiting for opportunities like that in the area for years now. A long time. Yeah. It's a really long time. You know, there's a, a venue called Charleston Performing Arts Center in town that I've really wanted to play. In fact, it was on my like bucket list before I leave town, I would play this place. And uh, while I'm not playing there as a solo artist, I'm, I'm playing drums for uh, a group called the Kale Jackson Band. And we're, we get to play at the Performing Arts Center, which is cool. Not only is that a plug, but it's relevant because it's not a traditional show where you sell tickets and you have people in there. While they may have a, a really minimal capacity, uh, it's a really highly produced with lights with everything like they have a light guy they have a videographer they have everything that's going to bring forth a live feed nice and uh like a remaining video that people could download or we could use for our our books but that's an opportunity i've wanted to have for a long time but but it's executed in a different way you know what i mean like yeah with the the live feed thing i'm not going to get to play with the, the place filled with people but i get to play in the room i wanted to play in and um it's pretty cool. So it, it, this has changed things, but I think it's just going to motivate us into a new way. Like, right. You know, I feel like it seems so much as we're talking about things that people are appreciating art more now that we slowed the hell down. Well, because it, it kind of allows them to feel the feelings that we are all feeling right now. We can't act like this isn't affecting us internally. I mean, it is in whatever way. Uh, subtle or heavy but art is our way of communicating together like Mm -hmm. you know you and I can sit and have a friendly conversation and people get to do that and we do have social media which connects people endlessly all over the world but are people actually sharing how they truly feel because there are a lot of criteria man if I say I truly feel a certain way about a thing and you know a million people disagree that is kind of heavy and harsh now, but art still allows that that outlet for whatever it is. I like it. Yeah, dude. We're doing good work here. I'm glad. Look at us. <laughs> Just chatting. <laughs> yeah. yeah that, fuck yeah, man. That's super exciting. It's different, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I dig it. My creative process for this whole thing was interesting. Cause I, uh, usually, all right, let me give some background. When I do watercolor paintings, for those listening that you don't know me, a lot of times I'm doing houses and pet portraits, and I love doing both of those. I like doing houses more than I like pet portraits, just because the architecture part and the crisp lines is exciting to do. But, you know, 
with a degree of artistic uh what's the word i'm looking for here my brain wants to say liberalness, liberal uh, interpretation, a, a degree of like a artistic. Um, oh, son of a bitch! I'm what not going it? to help at all. I know you're not. You're just staring at me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> leeway, leeway. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's go with that one. The openness to do what you want. Yeah, gotcha. It's some of that, obviously, as an artist, people don't want me to be the most expensive printer they could find but at the same time you know, I don't get to create exactly what you want it's not like, like hey will you paint me something with, with these colors with a theme water and you're like uh, anything I want and you're like yeah I'm like that's weird I'm in yeah which is essentially kind of what it was granted I picked my own colors but sure it was definitely strange to not want to do like a photo realistic like picture and like I'm not going to paint a creek or something I want to say something with the artwork and so it was one of the first times that I was creating something specifically to say something for the public to look at like a lot of times if I'm doing something that's about like my depression or something it's generally not going to be hung up for most people to stare at agreed yeah yeah yeah. right I know what you mean yeah, so this was definitely a first one. And then I had a lot of fun with the whole like juxtaposition and saying a bunch of things. And then like it represents something else. And it was, it was a wild time. Some of the best painting I've ever done. And I did it in like two and a half weeks. I painted four giant fucking paintings. So that was super fast. Productive. Yeah, dude. I was just all in. <laughs> it, was, it was amazing. It was, I didn't even get like too many like rope, like creative blocks or anything like that. It was very strange. It was just tapping in and going for it. And then it was the moment I finished. I was just like, all right, I'm exhausted. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> I am done now. Yeah. I've been sort of wanting myself to let go of playing cover songs a little bit, letting go of like the need to go out and play three hours of someone else's music to make a buck. Since the reset, I've thought this would be a great time to kind of polish my own artistic stuff. And uh, I hope to get some more gigs to where I can show those things off. You know what I mean? Rather than, I don't know, like I started that way and was really passionate about it. And then I was like, all right, well, if I want to do this for a living, you do what other people need you to do, you know, or want you to do. And um, then when this change happened, it kind of well everything halted like just one day like i just woke up one day and just like yeah so the world's falling apart and everything's closed and like but don't put pants on right i mean that's right you don't need to go anywhere just stay home it's like okay (laughs) but yeah i'd like to put some more energy into the original music the thing that i'm presenting that most presents me my thoughts because like i said i'm not very confident with my opinion in written word you know, on social media or even in person, really, unless someone truly asks a question. Uh, so the one opportunity I have to do that confidently is the art. And if I get a gig now, that's like a two-hour gig. I try to play as much original music as I can. Nice. Uh, but it's easy with the three-hour gig to, I don't know, throw a little bit of other th- things people know in there. Um, I just feel like that's probably just good showmanship, right? It's true. And you can also utilize someone else's words and art to convey your thoughts too. I mean, it's not like I'm doing something that's totally out of my realm. Mm-hmm. I would still do something that I dig and that resonates well with me. And uh, But even still, I think part of why I like drumming for the Kale Jackson Project is it's all original music. You know, we, we have like two cover songs just to get a crowd engaged. And then the rest of it's all original, be it the, the singer's writing, you mm-hmm. know, it's still... Uh, open to interpretation that leeway you were you were talking about there's a great freedom that comes with that and with that freedom you can put your energy and your excitement and enthusiasm in it and that shows that's cool it's good to have that back you know? yeah until i get that I, I went down the same road i think we've talked about this obviously as we we're going through our own careers mm-hmm. of trying to like you know let's see if we can take what we do and be what the public wants it to be to make money and be successful <laughs> It doesn't work that well. It's an ish thing. Like sometimes you nail it, sometimes it is not good. It's very soul sapping. I think I would describe it because it takes a lot out of you, and you get almost unless you're getting 
the money you feel you need or whatever it's just you don't get much like gratification in my opinion i never did like anytime i, I was doing just like a shit ton of commissions or whatever even if i was like oh look i can actually stock my fridge that's exciting yeah i was excited about that aspect but at the same time like at the end of the day i was like i'm not do anything with being a bunch of dead dogs yep. like, god that's just no one's gonna you, tell their grandkids about that you, you painted from like an image when they were alive though right generally that happens yeah. yeah when you say generally <laughs> do you mean that there were times where they're like so at the funeral of my dog i took this photo this deceased Dude, animal have, i've seen some pictures of dogs before i'm like i'm not entirely sure that one's alive oh god it's just they hold on to the very last minute sometimes and you're just like that is so sad yeah like believe me i can show you some pictures and they're like but we want this painted um, generally I'm getting like 20 fucking pictures of this animal. Okay. So you choose one. Yeah. Gotcha. And then they just, I'm actually enthusiastic. I'm like, oh my God, what a, this is so cute. And, and a lot of times the dogs are cute in their own way. And so I'm not entirely lying, but I feel like I encourage them to send just a lethal amount of pictures and just some of them and then it just gets emotional as they're going through all the pictures of their dogs and yeah. it's like why do I do this because <laughs> then I'm just like I don't know what to say anymore your dog passed away I hope I can do a good job that's what you say that's it I think you nailed it oh god I hope I will do a good job for you sometimes pictures still come in front and you're yeah. just like I have no words left yeah so that's usually when I'll get the said pictures of animals I'm like it kind of looks like they were gone already <laughs> oh my gosh it's like unfortunately that's not the one i choose to paint I'm like oh, okay right let's just paint like a gravestone I'm like, hey right this is what you wanted. oh no. no i'm so sorry people are listening to that's this. so much it's like uh, i don't do that often but no i mean it's a weird you know you're, you're painting uh people's pet they're not always deceased though right People get their living animals p painted? I would say it's probably like a 60-40 dead to alive ratio. Or recently <laughs> recently passed <laughs> to, to still living. Uh, <laughs> what, what's the dead to alive ratio you have here? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's kind of cool, though. I mean, at least business is good in that you are producing a product people to come back for. You know, And, and I have to say Definitely. the same for, for cover music. You know, I go out and maybe I leave and I feel drained and I'm like, man, I wish I didn't sing so many Rob Thomas songs or whatever. And then, you know, people call you back and then you're like, well, I guess it's good. It's good enough. Right. So you cover a song and it was the first time that I've heard said song and then I heard it pop up randomly like a Spotify playlist. I'm like, wait a second. This isn't Joshua Jarman. And I'm like, who the fuck sings this? And I think it's a Radiohead song. I don't know the name of it. Creep? Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. That yeah. was a fairly common cover song. Yeah. Right. Whatever. I've never heard it before. And mm. you played it one time. I'm like, I don't really like this song. And I forgot to ask. And then I just continued to forget to ask when I heard it the other day. This was literally like six months ago. It's different. <laughs> oh, it is. I like your version better. I don't know if that's just because it was the first one that I heard, but I'm like, yeah, okay. You guys did an okay job. Okay. <laughs> Radiohead. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you guys are barely famous. You cover. Yeah. Right. Covering Josh's cover of your song. Yeah. <laughs> what is this? Listen to an email. <laughs> <laughs> you guys need to do a little bit better. Radiohead. Um, but it's one of those moments where, like, if he had never played that cover, I would never have gotten to enjoy the song. And I like to pick covers that people don't always know. And, like, some of the songs, you know, people definitely know and they'll sing along. But I like to do songs by those artists they already know that are, like, their B-side stuff, you mm -hmm. know. Um, you'd be surprised. Uh, you get some good fans that way because someone realizes it's a B-side song and was one they cherish. And they're like, oh, shit, you know that song? Whoa, like, here's $20. And I'm like, yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. I just hit you right in the heart, didn't I? Yeah, well, you know. I wonder how much, like, impact you can have with, like, nostalgia reasons. Like, just wailing on people's nostalgia. Well, again, to be full circle, that's that... uh 
that emotional thing where when you're playing you can kind of enter the the stream of consciousness of the listener in some cases if they allow you in uh and very much like hypnosis you are guiding them through or giving them permission to go into a uh, an emotional territory it's crazy sure music does that art does that it does like if you're angry and you're you keep it to yourself and you handle it real well but then you go to an art exhibit and there's some like some heavy angry art on the wall and you see that it almost like it's almost like a relief washes over you where you see this relatability between your hidden emotion and this thing this person you know confidently expresses for the world mm. so i think that happens with music so you don't often. feel so lonely sure yeah you know, without having to say hey you're not alone you just just do the thing do it confidently for you and then people like i don't know they just relate it's kind of cool and the other times they don't and they're not ready for that and they put up their walls and then you get those i get those people at shows too oh fuck i bet yeah then they're just like sing something that's not sad oh my god yeah whatever like, hey sorry um i am sad so here's another sad song <laughs> this this is what i do and I'm, I'm really happy to bring you these sad songs actually <laughs> <Yeah>. so <laughs> like uh you that you've caused confusion in my mind please leave <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't know how to respond so i'm gonna keep playing sad yeah, songs it's like what do you expect from me do you want me to lie to you I've just seen the Barney song. I love you. Like, that's still a sad one. It's a happy song. <laughs> like, oh, why are you crying? It's not a sad song at all. <laughs> it's the Barney song? Yeah, it's not sad. It can totally make some people cry. I would be sad to sing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I would be... Because everyone would know what it is. Like, It is unfortunate. There's like a, a home video of me, like five years old, on a giant t-shirt singing that godforsaken <laughs> song. This is, uh, I can't even pronounce my L's. This is the worst. It's absolutely terrible. I recently covered the uh, the Pokemon theme song. The what? Or, the original one. Did you post it? Where, no, I should. You I should. should. In fact, I should do a studio recording of it and well decorated, like bring people in and like do do a like really dedicated cover song of the Pokemon. Why have theme you song. not done this? I don't know, but I'm walking. I'm walking myself through the idea right now. I love it. Yeah, but I did an acoustic version of that, and I uh, found out some people close to me had no idea what the song was. What? I was like, I know all these words. It's. <laughs> It's uplifting. Don't you want to go conquer the world? <laughs> I know. Really inspiring. I mean, yeah. Makes you just want to run out there and just, yeah, conquer the world. The I mean, songs, it, the newer songs are not nearly as good. No, that's the one. That's yeah. the one. Was, you can't have anything better than that. Those th first three notes, da -na -na, and you're like, I know where this is going. I'm ready. <laughs> Mom, where's my hat? <laughs> oh, shoot. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to be able to go out and play some more, man. Uh, it was really, use the word daunting. It was starting to get really daunting and depressing just sitting at home, whether I was being creative or not. And I was like, I all the places, a lot of people get to work from home and stuff like that, but it's really hard for a musician. People tried the, the live stream from their house thing mm -hmm. and the immediate, like when it all immediately happened, everyone was doing that and putting their Venmo up, trying to get some money. And it just missed the mark for me pretty heavily. And uh, I'm really glad to be able to go back out in front of people, even with the boogeyman out there, you know, doing his thing. It's important for us to be close and offer, again, that, that sense of relatability because, I don't know, you see the finest artists and hear the best musicians in the world from your, from your cell phone nowadays, but there's still something special about an art gallery or a live show. Oh, definitely. You just can't replace. So. Yeah. I mean, we're all still humans, right? We still need that, to feel that connection. Yep. And you just don't ever feel it as strong through a screen. Yeah. I mean, there are a lot of times I'll see a band live and I don't even care for the music. But because I'm sharing this experience with them, I'm like, I am happy in this moment. Or I am feeling what they're feeling in this moment. I know that's what they wanted. And I enjoy it for that connection more than I enjoy like the song itself, maybe. Right. Whereas with uh, the freedom to choose being given to you in a smartphone you don't even really have that like you yeah. find something you don't like and you just skip it just go on to something else you don't even need to put yourself in those uncomfortable situations yeah i watched one of my favorite bands they did a live show mo lauda i've never heard of them are they a quiet band are they mo louder than than that <laughs> <God damn it. laughs> 
<laughs> I said that I paused as I was saying it. I think there's more to the name. And now I realize that I should not have paused and let you come in with that <laughs> pun. <laughs> like, no puns, man. <laughs> it was the first thing he said to me, everyone, was a pun. What was it? I opened the door. Oh, no, it wasn't the first thing. What's happening now? I was I was trying to tell everyone about your pun that you said earlier before we started the show. And it was, oh, well, like all the best puns, you can't even recall them. <laughs> and repeating them is futile. It has yeah. to be in the deliver. It's in the deliver. That's a good point. Yeah. So everyone listening is just like, just don't even stop it. Just, yeah, just shut the fuck sh- up. Sh- sh- You're still talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I was watching this live Instagram feed in, uh, of a show, and everyone's like in their house, and it was really neat, and I enjoyed it, and I kind of felt the connection, but at the same time, it was on my phone. Right, and so anytime I was doing anything, my phone was just like sitting on the ground. I'm like, I'm still in my house, still just making oatmeal or something, and just sitting on the couch. <laughs> and it's just like, there's no other lighting going on. At there's first, no... you're like in the chat. You're like, Yeah, this is awesome. I'm real proud of you. And then like ten minutes later, you're like, Do you think they know I'm pooping? <laughs> <laughs> I'm still watching, but <laughs> life is weird now. It is. It is. It is. As much as I enjoyed it, I'm like, oh, yeah, I got the same life. It's exactly what you're saying. It's not even like remotely the same thing. That being said, my cousin is in a band called Flip Turn that's actually doing very well. Here skateboarding? In... Is that a... I tried my, myself at a pun of yours. Oh, 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 Flip Turn. Like a, yeah, yeah. That... No, no, I ruined that one for you. I'm sorry. No, it's fine. I didn't do a good job. <laughs> so she's in this band <laughs> called Flip Turn. She plays bass for them. They're out of Florida, and they're they're making their rounds because COVID didn't slow them down. They started doing exciting things like uh, there was a, was a YouTube channel called Jam in a Van, and they contacted them when no one could go anywhere and said, what if we jam in our own van and send you a video where you put it on your page kind of thing. So they got artists doing that. Then they started playing some... Uh, I don't know, some live feed kinds of things, but recently they did near a bridge. They had a whole team out. The band played next to the water. Everything was mic'd. They had a sound guy. The sound that the sound guy did was the one that you heard in the live feed. And that was absolutely awesome. Like I was at my house and I'm watching it and it sounded really good. It looked good. The only thing that was missing was I wasn't there. But to make up for that, you got cool things like drone shots of the whole landscape and you got a higher quality sound that is as close as in your ears, you know? Yeah, no kidding. Um, So so there's a trade-off. There's something happening, but it required much more than just playing music in front of your smartphone because there were other achievements met like you right know, the sound quality was great the video quality was great um and there being a whole team to make it happen was right a big deal, you can but... feel that they made up for what yeah. you couldn't get right that makes sense i mean dude sometimes when you go to really 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 big concerts like music festivals you're so far away you can't see the stage anyway. can't see and it sounds crappy yeah, yeah. and you're just watching a tv screen of like someone rapping and then like Five seconds later, you hear that line. I'm like, it's not even lining up. <laughs> what am I doing here? Oh, it would be better in my house. Like the echo, the reverb. Yeah. And, yeah, you just don't have all your friends. And, I mean, really, you can still invite your friends to your house. Like, if right. you're go camping in the one of the people who doesn't want anyone coming to your house and you don't want to leave, then, you know, just know that this is my opinion. But you can still have some people over your house, and you can watch these live feeds on a big screen or whatever. And it would be like you're at the concert, except you can drink. Or you can do things you wouldn't otherwise do. Yeah, you could uh, poop in your yard. You could poop also in the yard. Yeah, like, you know, <laughs> I can't remember the last time I got to poop in the yard. <laughs> oh, man. Well, we have a backyard if you want to give it a go. Oh, uh, not your backyard, man. I'll get my own. This is the point of the conversation. Oh, fine. Yeah. <laughs> what just happened with the poop <laughs> in the yard thing, man? Damn. Well, we don't have any grass, so we could use the fertilizer. Yeah. That, was, that was a selfish reason for me. I'm sorry. Uh, I pushed it too far. Plus, you know, you have to poop willingly to give the best fertilizer. So, <laughs> I don't know. I just you don't need that forced poop. That's yeah. not good for the plants. You it's just not... get like some hernia in there, and it's not. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> <laughs> just, just keep going. My mind's just letting it happen. It's just my <laughs> mouth keeps talking. Like okay, I know it's bad because sometimes I'll just. 
riff and keep going so long when I'm trying to do my own like personal episodes. I'm like, God damn, I have to cut so much out now because none of it is worth listening to. I just went down <laughs> my own rabbit hole by myself. It's just not, it's not the same. I had a, another friend that does podcasts once tell me, he's like, just release everything. I'm like, no one wants that. <laughs> no one wants that. I need to go back and listen to it first. Like, I got to do a little bit of touch up. That I, is such good advice. Don't release everything. I like that. Well, they said release everything. No, I like your advice better. Yeah, it's true. Don't release everything. I agree with that. You should yeah. not release everything. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> put some more effort in there yeah i mean because then you get that you're like i really like that show until and you know, like, he went there and i didn't want to go there yeah, he uh, stayed there yep. yeah it, it happens it's i feel like gary vanderchuk was like people are misreading what he's saying because i feel like that's his like go thing like just post the shit all the time everything right. if you have something to say post it well and i also got the advice once that you should only ever post your very best and i don't agree with that one 100 percent either though i also don't agree with that you know there's got to be a little bit of human element i think mm-hmm. sometimes especially in the age where things can be nearly perfect or technically perfect which is a pain in the ass because it's still a lot of fucking work this smart young goddamn shitheads with their apps that can do eight million things and my old fucking knob wobbly knee dude over here like i don't know how to use my phone and all these apps how'd you get your video to do that it seriously does drive me insane i'll just see shit i'm like how how did you do that what the fuck you're a 13 year old kid Oh, man, we're in, in for a treat here in the next two generations. Oh, I'm already fucked. I'm you think, screwed. You and I come from a generation where we remember, and I think we talked about this in our tech episode you know, a while back, but we come from a generation where we remember having very little tech in our lives, mm-hmm. aside from the television and the, the landline phone and stuff like that, to the introduction of the biggest change, technologically speaking, you know, in a long time, I would say 100 years or so, the car was the last biggest thing. The internet has changed the world. Oh, yeah. So, you know, the kids that are born and their parents are giving them iPads, they are going to be born, like, they're going to have a different type of intelligence is what I'm trying to say. And they're going to be building a world based on that and how they're perceiving reality. And so what we're seeing change now caters to that. I mean... People are upset that our kids are going to school now in a new type of school system where you have, you know, the digital and then the physical type schooling. And um, that needs to happen to allow a world comfortable enough for the generation that has always had an iPad in their hand. I know. That was a really roundabout way of saying that. But I do think that we're like acclimating to the way it's going to have to be because there are some kids that just can't work manual labor jobs. Right. They can't. They're just their brains won't do that. You know, but they can get on a computer and show you up on some oh. software programming and coding and things that, that I would never have known at that age. You know, yeah, I still don't. Which is nice. I mean, there's way more opportunities for all different kinds of people. It's cool, but it's going to cause a change. Oh yeah, it's a, yeah, <clears throat> definitely. And I'm old man whining over here because I could do my due diligence and fucking teach myself how to do it. But to them, exactly what you're saying. Like I have to teach my brain how to perceive this and for those people they're like oh yeah i was born looking at it this way i got it mm-hmm. like, mm, how do you do that well in some regard i want to learn you know the the ways of the computer and how to get along in a world that's based on it and stuff like that but at, i also stand for like the the traditional aspects of labor and things like i've been learning a lot about electrical work and plumbing and hands-on stuff that are skills that really might die out after a long you know the next four or five generations you get people who do everything on their computer and a real plumber is getting 200 300 an hour because who the hell else knows how to do it right right yeah so i almost have to like like i'm gonna learn these skills and keep them in my hat just in case because it'd be like a relic kind of yeah like you play a real acoustic guitar an acoustic guitar what is that doesn't even have a pickup in it like no acoustic is what i said i don't even know what that means yeah what, where do I put my headset to hear you? <laughs> How do you plug into my body? Oh, you said headset, and my brain immediately went to... Have you ever, have you seen a silent disco yet? 
I have not. Do you know what it is? I've yeah, because we had one in Somerville. Yes. Yeah, so for the listener, Silent Disco is they have a DJ. He moves around like a DJ. Things are real exciting, looking like a DJ. Except he has a transmitter, and it just goes to headphones. Mm-hmm. So anyone who has bought a ticket or is involved is wearing these headphones, and they hear what the DJ's doing. So for them, when they're like jamming out, and the DJ's got his hand in there, and they're like, yeah, and they're like, I see, I feel it. But everyone else looking from the outside in just sees a bunch of quiet people moving around in silly ways and hears nothing and they did have one of those in somerville recently i played a gig at homegrown when that was happening and i just watched them <laughs> it's like bird watching for like 15 minutes and they, they're coming into the stores which is great and they still have their headphones on so they hear music i don't hear and uh, man that was real curious that is bizarre. And it could never, ever happen in history until now with wireless transmitters and headphones and things like that. This is a, a thing that can now occur. Fuck, it's so strange. It is weird. We talked about ASMR in the last one, didn't we? Yeah, we're not going to do that again. We're not going to do that again, but but again, that's something that couldn't couldn't happen before. Because of the technology. Yeah. Yeah. We're going down a different rabbit hole. We've it's already true. been down. No, it's all just full circle, man. One life. <laughs> Yeah, we've hit we've hit a good time anyway. <laughs> yeah, give me another rabbit hole, huh? No, I was I was gonna say wrap it up. No, I feel you. I didn't even know we were starting it when we started it, so you could just just wrap it up. Oh, you didn't know we started <laughs> when we started. You're just like, and we're going. I'm like, but have we been going? Like, when did this? Oh yeah, I just decided to hit record. Usually, I'll just do it, and not tell you. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens. Yeah, and yeah. this time I was nice enough to say something. That's kind of yeah. I appreciate yeah. kindness and attention too. Uh, I also. Yeah. To be honest, I have to pee so bad. Well, that's so, cool. This is a, this is a dual. What, what the fuck am I trying to say? You know, whatever. Thank you for coming and talking with me. Yeah, was, thanks, man. It's been good to just catch up. It always is. Yes, sir. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I hope everyone else learned a lot out of this. Uh, birds aren't real. Cause you suck, Jimmy.